Welcome back to At The Buzzer. I'm your host, Campbell Klein, joined by my co-hosts, Andrew Lubliner, Dean McCollum, and Tyler Fertel. Today's episode will be us discussing our NFL predictions, including our divisional and Super Bowl winners. Let's get into it, starting with the AFC East. Tyler, you want to go first? Who do you think is going to win this division? Okay, so for me, I think that the Buffalo Bills win this division. They went 12-4 and last year, trailing the Patriots by one game. And without Tom Brady, I don't think the Pats will be themselves, even though they do have more of a versatile quarterback in Cam Newton. I think that the Bills will win this division at 10-6. and Following is the Pats at 8-8, and the Dolphins at 5-11, and and the Jets at 4-12. and So that is my prediction for the AFC East. I agree with you, Tyler, on your uh, exact order for the for the AFC East. I had the Bills winning, going 11-5. and five. Josh Allen, I feel like now that it is his third year in the NFL, he improved his stats tremendously after his uh, rookie season because it was his sophomore season last year. I think he's going to have an even better season this season. I think he's going to lead the Bills to an 11-5 and five record. Pats, I also have them going 11-5. and five. However, I have the Bills winning a tiebreaker. Then I have the Dolphins going 5-11 and 11 with new quarterback Tua, and then I have the Jets, 2-14. and 14. Sorry, Jets fans. My predictions are pretty similar to both of you guys's. I have the Bills at 11-5, and five, winning the division. I have the New England Patriots, two games behind them, 9-7, and seven, uh, making the wild card round, but I do not have the winning division. And I have the, the Miami Dolphins and the New York Jets both getting uh, top five pick selections in the draft at 3-13 and 13 and 2-14. and 14. Along with you three, I also have the Buffalo Bills winning this division at 11-5 and with the Patriots trailing by one game. But instead of talking about the Bills, I want to highlight the Patriots going 10-6. and I'm very excited for their season. I think a lot of people are doubting them, but I think Cam Newton's really going to show out this year and prove all of his doubters wrong. I'm going to add to what you're saying, Campbell. Like I said before, I have the Patriots going 8-8, eight and eight, trailing the Bills by two games. But I have the Patriots going 8-8, eight and eight, first of all, because they lost key pieces on their defense. They lost Kyle Van Noy to the Dolphins. Dante Hightower opted out. And they had seven or eight other players opt out, too. So I think that it's definitely not as good of a Patriot team as last year. I don't have them making the playoffs. I have them as the ninth best team in the AFC. So they're two games out of the playoffs, but... Talking about the Bills, I think that the addition of Stephon Diggs is going to be really, really important for this team. I think that Josh Allen really may do with John Brown as wide receiver number one last year. And that defense is a top 10 defense, so I think that they have a chance to make a run in the playoffs if they can continue to play well and stay healthy. One thing I just want to add to uh, talking about the Patriots' defense, they did lose a few players, but also uh, the Patriots have commented, Bill Belichick has commented on rookie standout Josh Uche, uh, outside linebacker, defensive end, edge rusher out of the University of Michigan. He produced the best D-line stats uh, in the Big Ten from past seasons. He had better numbers than Chase Young in certain categories, so I think he'll definitely be an immediate impact for them. Now we're going to move on to the AFC North. Last year, the Ravens won this division. We'll start with Andrew this time. Who do you think is going to come out on top this year? I don't think this is a surprise to anyone, but I have the Ravens winning. I have them going 14-2, and an NFL best record. Yeah, so I think the Ravens, their roster is just out of this world. I mean, they added Calais Campbell, who's probably who's a, he's a Pro Bowl defensive end. He's really good. Lamar Jackson is probably going to be in the MVP race again. Their defense can limit opponents to um, low points, and that offense can just put up a ton of points. So 
I think they steamroll the division. I have the Pittsburgh Steelers going 10-6 and six behind them, uh, a wild-card playoff team. I have the Browns going 7-8, and eight, and the Cincinnati Bengals going 6-10, and 10, led by Joe Burrow. I think that Joe Burrow is going to be a really good NFL player. The only problem is he doesn't have good offensive line, and he doesn't have too many weapons around him. So, yeah, that's my NFC North predictions. Andrew, I agree with you that the Ravens are probably going to steamroll through this division this uh, upcoming season. I have them going 15-1, and one, top of the NFL going into the playoffs. I have the Steelers. At nine and seven, I have them as my last seed in the playoffs. Then I have the Browns at seven and nine, and I have the Bengals at five and eleven. I mean, the Ravens are just extremely stacked, as you mentioned. They added Clayus Campbell, an insane defensive end, but they also added Patrick Queen, who could be a huge steal from this past draft. So the Ravens are absolutely stacked. If they had maybe a one star wide receiver, they'd probably be unstoppable. So I have the Ravens going fifteen and one, Steelers nine and seven, Browns seven and nine, and Bengals five and eleven. For me, I also have the Ravens winning this division handedly. I think that they go 13-3 and this season. And following them is the Steelers at 10-6, and the Browns at 9-7, and and the Bengals at 4-12. and So the Ravens, like we talked about before, Calais Campbell's a huge addition to that team because last year their defensive line was one of the worst in the NFL. And so this addition of Calais Campbell adding another asset to help get more sacks and get more pressure on the QB is huge. But another thing we should probably talk about is that Earl Thomas has been released after an altercation with another safety, Chuck Clark. So that that removes a little experience from this team. But I think that, like you guys said, Patrick Queen is a good addition. They have also other good linebackers like Patrick Onuasar, good cornerbacks, and Marlon Humphrey and Marcus Peters. And all as we already know, that offense is incredible. So... This team is going to be really good again. The Steelers, don't sleep on them. I think they get the first wild card seed, the number five seed. And also, I have the Browns one spot out of the playoffs, but don't sleep on them either because you never know what type of season they could have because Odell Beckham could have a comeback year. Jarvis Landry could play well. Baker Mayfield could play well. New addition, Austin Hooper could play well. Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt in the backfield, really dangerous. And they have a good defense with Miles Garrett and Denzel Ward. So I'm going to agree with all three of you guys. I think the Ravens are going to win this division in a landslide. A lot of you guys were talking about the Ravens' incredible depth, but I'm going to talk about someone else. His name is Lamar Jackson, in my opinion, the best player in the league right now. I think the Ravens are going to go into the playoffs as the one seed. I think they're going to be unstoppable this year. Lamar's going to have another breakthrough year and hopefully be an MVP candidate again. So now let's move on to the AFC South, won by the Texans last year. We'll start with Dean this time. Who do you think is coming out on top this year? So in the AFC South this season, obviously the Texans with losing DeAndre Hopkins is going to hurt them a lot. So I don't have them coming out of the division this season as they did last season. So I have the Colts and the Titans at the top of this division uh, with a record of 10-6. and six. I have both of them winning 10 games. And what set those two teams apart from the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Houston Texans is that the Colts have an amazing O-line, arguably the best in the NFL. And the Titans, they obviously have one of the best uh, running backs in the NFL, Derrick Henry, an above-average quarterback in Ryan Tannehill, who can definitely uplift his teammates. And they also have, now coming into his sophomore season, A.J. Brown, a really good wide receiver. They have a pretty solid team. Okay, Dean. So for my top three predictions and the AFC South, I actually have the same three things as you. I have the Titans number one at 10 and six, but tied with them is the Colts at 10 and six too. And then the Texans at seven and nine and the Jaguars coming in last at three and 13. And 
if you're wondering, the Titans lead the Colts based on uh, divisional record. So, um, so for me, I think the Titans and Colts are tied at the top of this division because personally, I think that the addition of Phil Rivers for the Colts, even though he wasn't too great on the Chargers last year, I think that a new start for him will actually be good. I think they'll be a good team. He has a lot of protection. The Chargers didn't have a great O-line last year. Like Dean said, the Colts have the one of the best O-lines in the NFL. So I think with time in the pocket, Phil Rivers could really be able to do some magic. And they have Jonathan Taylor coming out of the backfield. He's a lot of upside for a running back. And so I think he could be good. And for the Titans, like we talked about, Derrick Henry's great. Um, Ryan Tanhill, when he started, the Titans were a completely different team. He led along with Derrick Henry, led that team to an AFC championship game. And um, But one thing I think is key for this team that where they might not make it as far in the playoffs is – the loss of Jarrell Casey. They traded him to the Broncos for a fifth-round pick, I think it was. He was an important player on that team last year. So I think that – I mean, they'll make the playoffs, but and they'll win their division maybe, but um, I don't know if they'll be able to do too much. For my AFC South predictions, I have the Tennessee Titans winning the division at 11-5. and five. I think that Derrick Henry, again, is probably going to finish top three in rushing yards. Ryan Tannehill, he won comeback player of the year. He got uh, a nice big contract. I think he's going to be uh, very efficient again like he was last year for the Titans. And also with the addition of A.J. Brown, who I think could potentially be a pro bowler. He had a great rookie season last year. He's going into his sophomore year. He's uh, definitely a wide receiver one in the NFL. I have the Colts behind them at 10-6. and six. I'm not sure how Phillip Rivers is going to fit in there, but I think that the Colts are a good enough team where they could definitely make a push towards the wild card and actually get in. I have the Houston Texans going 7-9. and nine. I think Deshaun Watson is probably one of the best young QBs in the NFL. He's he's been playing well the past couple of years, but with the loss of DeAndre Hopkins, that's really that's just a very painful loss for them. And then I have the Jaguars, one and fifteen, worst team in the NFL, number one overall pick. Um, I don't think Gardner Minshew is going to do anything special. Well, I think you guys already pretty much covered it, but for me, I have the Titans winning this division by one game over the Colts. But as I said. I think you already covered this division pretty well, so we'll move on to the AFC West. Last year's AFC West winner was the Chiefs. We'll have Tyler start with this one. Yeah, like you said, the Chiefs won the division. They won the Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Damon Williams, who's opting out this year, but they have new rookie running back, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. So this team's going to be interesting. I have them winning this division once again, going 12-4. and I predict that they will be the second seed in the AFC. Um, and then following them, I have the Los Angeles Chargers at 9-7, and seven, having a bounce-back year. They will be able to capture the last seed in the playoffs, the number seven seed. Following them, I have the Broncos at 8-8 eight and eight and the Raiders at 7-9. and nine. So I think that the Chiefs, as we all know, they will probably win this division. I mean... I mean, we all know who, like how good they are, but I think the other three teams in this division, it's unpredictable. Injuries, just quarterback play, it's all going to affect how this goes. I mean, if Tyrod Taylor plays well, um, the Chargers teams has a chance to make the playoffs, and I, in my prediction, they do. That defense is incredible. They're young. They're good. They're feisty. I think that that's a good defense. The Broncos have a young quarterback in Drew Locke, and I'm predicting that he will have a pretty good year this year, although I don't think they will make the playoffs. And then the Raiders with quarterback Derek Carr and running back Josh Jacobs, I think that they will be okay in their first year in Las Vegas, but I don't think they have enough to make a playoff push. I have the Chiefs winning this division in a landslide, just like the Ravens winning their division. I think that the Chiefs are undisputedly 
the best team in the NFL until proven otherwise. So I have them going 15 and one, Chargers nine and seven. In my prediction, they aren't making the playoffs. They're the next team out. Then I have the Denver Broncos with a pretty underrated squad, Drew Law, Cortland Sutton. They have Melvin Gordon, who they just added. They have Jerry Judy, who's an incoming rookie. I have them going 8-8, eight and eight, and I have the Las Vegas Raiders going 6-10. and 10. I think they have a pretty solid team, but I think they need a few more pieces in order to make that next playoff push. All right, well, I agree with all you guys. Uh, Chiefs winning the division. I have them going 14-2. and two. I think they probably have the best wide receiving core, uh, including their tight end, Travis Kelsey, who's like another wide receiver in the league with uh, Hill, Watkins, and Hardman. Clyde Edwards, E. Lair is probably the best rookie running back. Uh, probably an early favorite to an offensive rookie of the year with Damian Williams opting out. And their defense is really good. They re-signed Chris Jones, who was really good for them down the stretch last year. Behind them, just missing out on the playoffs, I have the Los Angeles Chargers at 8-8. Eight and eight. I just think that the, re- the main reason why the Chargers won't make the playoffs is because of their quarterback situation. I don't think either Justin Herbert or Tyra Taylor can lead that team to the playoffs. I have the Denver Broncos going 6-10. and 10. I'm a big Drew Locke fan. I think he's very underrated, but I just their schedule was really hard, and their defense has been declining in recent years. Von Miller is getting a little old, although he's still one of the best outside linebackers in the league. And then last in the division, I have the Raiders going 5-11. and 11. I, I think that the Raiders still need time to gel. They drafted a lot of new guys, signed a lot of new guys, but I don't think that their team chemistry is there yet. Um, I'm not sure how things are going to work in Las Vegas for them, but as of right now, uh, they're not going to be very good. Along with you guys, I have the Chiefs winning this division in a landslide. The former Super Bowl champions have a lot of their players coming back. Patrick Mahomes was hurt for some of last year. Hopefully he'll have a healthy season this year. Hopefully, I, I think they'll go probably 14-2, and 13-3 maybe. That's going to cap it off for the AFC. Now we'll move to the NFC. We're going to start with the NFC East. The Eagles won the division last year. Uh, Andrew, I know you're hoping for a bounce back year from the Cowboys. We'll start with you on this one. Uh, I think we know who you're going to choose, but still, let's hear it. Yeah, I think it was just a fluke year for the Cowboys last year. They had some bad injuries, and their defense did not play very well. Hopefully, they'll bounce back this year. Um, I have them going 13-3 and and winning the division. Their first part of their season is really easy. The second half is uh, definitely much tougher much tougher schedule they have some tough road games against the seahawks the ravens the vikings um they have a tough sunday night football game against the san francisco 49ers i think mike mccarthy is going to make all the difference in the cowboys winning the division because he has super bowl experience he has great playoff experience and also adding cd lamb to that offense they'll be able to put up a ton of points i have the eagles going 10 and 6 behind them the eagles have a very tough schedule i have them splitting the division series with the cowboys I think the, the Eagles have a very tough schedule, so that's the main reason why I think they're going 10-6. and six. I think that uh, Carson Wentz is a pretty good QB, but he just doesn't have that many weapons around him. The Eagles definitely have a few injuries to the wide receiver core, so that's going to impact them. And then uh, I have the Giants and the Washington football team going both 1-15. and 15. They both have terrible schedules. Maybe they get a couple upsets, but I, I, just, I, just, I mean, they're both going to be bad, so the record for them doesn't really matter. All right, starting out with my NFC East predictions. Although I'm a Cowboys hater because I'm a huge Packers fan. I hate the Cowboys. But I do have them going 12-4 and and taking home the NFC East title. Following the Eagles with 10-6, and I don't think they have as talented of a roster than the Cowboys, which is why I have the Cowboys taking the division over them, even though I do have them splitting in the regular season 
I still think the Eagles won't have enough to beat the Cowboys for that NFC East division title. Then I have the Giants going 2-14. and 14. I mean, they, come on. Maybe, maybe they can get a few upsets like Andrew said, but I don't think Daniel Jones is going to be able to lead them over like maybe five games. And then I have the Washington football team, who I predict uh, will be the second worst team in football following the Jacksonville Jaguars. I have them going 1-15. I'm going to go next. So I have the Cowboys winning this division with a record of 10-6. and six. Um, Following them is the Eagles at 8-8. Eight and eight. Like you said, um, the Eagles have a tough schedule. They're, they're filled with injuries once again. I mean, their offensive line, they have two starters on their offensive line out for the year. Some of their wide receivers are injured. We'll see if they'll be able to overcome that, but we'll see. And like you guys said, the Cowboys have a talented roster. We'll see if they'll be able to stay healthy, play well. They sure didn't last year, but they have another good wide receiver in C.D. Lamb this year, so I think that that could be important. So I have them winning this division. Then I have the Giants going 4-12 and and the Washington football team going 2-14 and um, in NFL worst. So, yeah, that's my NFC East prediction. Uh, it hurts me to say this as a Giants fan, but I have the Cowboys winning this division at 11-5 and with the Eagles trailing by two games at 9-7, and and then – as Dean said earlier, it doesn't really matter what the Giants or the Washington football team do. They're not making the playoffs as much as it hurts me to say that, but it's just the truth. So now we'll move on to the NFC North. Last year, this division was won by the Packers. We are going to start with our one and only Packers fan, Dean McCollum. You want to start? I'd be honored to start us off on the NFC North. So as some of you may have picked up along this podcast, I'm a huge Packers fan. So I do have the Packers coming out on top. Uh, with a 12 and four record, then I have the Minnesota Vikings at 11 and five. Then I have the Chicago Bears, led by Nick Foles. He'll probably play over Mitch Trubisky. I've been going four and 12, which is pretty bad, pretty low. I felt like it was pretty bad for the Chicago Bears, but I have to put them at four and 12. And then I have the Detroit Lions, three and 13. Like Tyler mentioned before we start this podcast, they do have a bit of upside if Matt Stafford stays healthy. But when was the last time he stayed healthy? I have them going 3-13. and 13. I think that the Packers, with their new additions, like the next ultimate fright train, Derrick Henry, he's literally Derrick Henry Jr., A.J. Dillon. I think he's going to be a pretty good piece. He's going to be one of those great players who we can just pick up a few yards with. I'm still a little salty we didn't draft maybe like a T. Higgins instead of Jordan Love, but Jordan Love, next Patrick Mahomes, watch out. Packers are going to be 12-4 and four, winning this division once again. Okay, I agree with Dean. Uh, I think Packers win the division. They're going to go 12-4. and four. I don't think their team got really any better, but I don't really think they got any worse. So I'm going to have them going 12-4. and four. I have the Vikings going 11-5. and five. I think the Vikings are still going to be a playoff team, even with the loss of Stephon Diggs. That just uh, lets them get the ball to Adam Thielen more, who's a Pro Bowl wide receiver. So I think they're fine. I have the Bears going 4-12. and 12. I just, whether it's in Foles or Trubisky, I don't think that that's really a stable QB. Uh, I think Mitch Trubisky, if he can't prove that he can uh, win some games this year. He might not even be a starter. I mean, he's probably going to get traded or something. And the Detroit Lions, they're going to be bad. I haven't gone 2 and 14. Matthew Stafford, even when he is healthy, he doesn't have too many playmakers on his team. I mean, DeAndre Swift is young, uh, who's a good player. Kenny Galladay can possibly be good against teams that don't have any defensive backs to guard him. But yeah. Okay, so in this division, I have the same order as you guys. I have the Packers going 12-4, and four, getting the third seed in the NFC. Then I have the Vikings trailing them at 11-5, and five, one game behind them, getting the sixth seed, the second wild card. And then I have the Bears, like you said, not having the best year. 
uh, going 5-11. and 11. They have Mitch Trubisky as their young quarterback. Nick Foles, in my perspective, should start this year. But uh, just a reminder to all those Bears fans out there, you guys traded up to pick Mitchell Trubisky over Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes. Just wanted to remind you, I bet you've heard it a lot, but you might as well hear it again. You're going to hear it a lot over the years. Um, but yeah, I think they go five and 11, not a good year. Then the Lions trailing them like three and 13, like Dean said that I said, I think that they have a lot of upside. They have a wide receiver one in Kenny Galday. Um, then they have Marvin Jones. They have a good young running back in Deandre Swift. They still have carry on Johnson. Matthew Stafford can stay healthy. I think that they could be better than three or four wins, but we'll just have to wait and see. And they also have a good young corner back in, uh, Jeff Okuda. Okay, uh, you guys covered this division pretty well. I'll just quickly say I have both the Vikings and the Packers going 12-4. and four. I have the Lions winning only two to three games and then the Bears coming in somewhere between the Packers and Vikings and the uh, Lions. So, yeah, now let's move on to the NFC South. Last year won by the Saints. We'll start with Andrew on this one. Okay, I have the Saints again winning this division. I have the Saints going 14-2. and I think that they already had one of the best uh, rosters on paper, and they added a guy like Emmanuel Sanders to that offense. That offense is already, can already put up so many points, and just adding, adding Emmanuel Sanders to that. They probably have like a top-five defense with Demario Davis, Cameron Jordan, Marshawn Lattimore. They have, that's three pole bowls right there. Alvin Kamara is going to be back 100% fully healthy, so he's going to be a big part of that team, and the breeze to Michael Thomas connection is still there, which is always lethal. I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who they added Tom Brady in the offseason. I still think Tom Brady is uh, the greatest, one of the, one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Um, an underrated pickup, they drafted Tristan Wirfs, who's a really good left tackle that's going to uh, protect Tom Brady and give him time to throw the ball to Evans and Godwin. I have them going 13-3 and and making the playoffs. And then behind those two teams, I have the Atlanta Falcons and the Carolina Panthers, who they're both bad. They're going to win somewhere from four to six games. Christian McCaffrey's arguably the best running back in the league, but he has no help. Um, The Carolina defense isn't any good. In terms of the Atlanta Falcons, there's definitely upside with the signing of Todd Gurley, but I don't know if Matt Ryan can get back to his normal self. I do think that Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley can put up good numbers, but again, their defense is not very good. So both of those teams are not going to be winning very many games this upcoming season. Okay, Andrew, I have similar but not that close um, rankings for the NFC South as yours. Um, So number one, I have the number one seed in the NFC, the Saints. I think they go 13-3, and clinch that number one seed, get a bye in the first round. Um, then following them, I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think they get the last seed in the NFC. I think that they go 10 and six. Like you said, their offense is really good. Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, um, new addition, LaShawn McCoy, and obviously the greatest of all time, Tom Brady. And they added Rob Gronkowski too. My issue with this team is their defense isn't that great. I mean, they have Levante David and Shaquille Barrett, but not much other than that. And so I think that, like you said, they added Tristan Worse to play uh, O-line. But um, the, the, the issue with this team is going to be protecting Tom Brady and um, being efficient on the defensive side of the ball. So we'll see there. 
And then I have the Falcons going seven and nine. Like you said, they have upside. They have Julio Jones, Todd Gurley, Calvin Ridley, Matt Ryan, still a good quarterback. Their defense isn't great, but we'll see about that. And then the Panthers coming in last at five and 11. They have the best running back in the league in Christian McCaffrey. DJ Moore is a potentially great wide receiver. Robbie Anderson is good. Teddy Bridgewater is pretty young and he's good too, but uh, their defense is he could either. So I think that in this division, it's going to be a lot of scoring, not as much defense. But the Saints have a top offense and a top defense in this league, which puts them apart from the rest. I have a very similar setup in this division with Tyler. I have the Saints on top. I think it's pretty self-explanatory. They have the best overall team. That Drew Brees to Michael Thomas. Obviously, Michael Thomas had an historic receiving year last season. And that connection between Brees and Thomas is just unstoppable so I have them going 13 and 3 at the top of the division then not far behind though I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at 12 and 4 I think they're going to be a very solid team they have a super stacked offense like Tyler explained their defense is a bit lackluster but I still think they're going to be able to put enough points on the board to be a very good team in a very competitive team in the NFL next season then I have the Atlanta Falcons going 7 and 9 Todd Gurley obviously has upside Julio Jones one of the best wide receivers in the league, if not the best. Matt Ryan has a little upside. He was unhealthy last season, which is why they weren't as good as they could have been. So I have them going 7-9. and nine. Then in last place, I have the Carolina Panthers. I have them going 6-10. and 10. Their defense is just absolutely atrocious. I don't think they're going to be able to stop any offense, especially stacked offenses like the Saints and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Okay, now let's move on to the NFC West, arguably the best division in football. Last year, the West was won by the 49ers. We'll start with Tyler this time. For me, I think this is the most interesting division in football. Some people might say the NFC South because of the Buccaneers upside, but I think it's this division. I have the Seattle Seahawks winning this division with an NFL best record of 13-3. and I think they get the second seed. I explained why before it's divisional um, record. I think that the Saints will have a better divisional record than them. But um, coming in second, I have the 49ers getting the number one wild card spot, the number five seed. I think they will go 12-4. and four. They were in the Super Bowl last year. Their defense is great. The one iffy thing about them is their wide receivers. Debo Samuel's hurt. Emmanuel Sanders left in free agency. Is their number one wide receiver going to be Dante Pettis or Kevin White? I mean, you don't know. But their running backs are good. They have Raheem Mostert and Tevin Coleman. And Jimmy Garoppolo is iffy. Can he have a good season again? I mean, I guess you consider it a good season. I mean, he led the team to the Super Bowl. Then I have the Cardinals falling with 8-8. Eight and eight. I think they've upside with new addition DeAndre Hopkins. And then the Rams coming in last, surprisingly, going 6-10. and tenth. I guess it's not that surprising. I mean, I'm, this division's great. They were in the Super Bowl two years ago, so it's weird to see a team – go from first to last. I think they go 6-10. and 10. And like I said, the Seahawks, new addition, Jamal Adams, I think is going to be really important to this team. Bobby Wagner, Shaquille Griffin. I mean, they're probably going to lose Jadavion Clown. He hasn't signed with the team yet. But uh, like I said before, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, and Chris Carson, really good players. And I think that they can go far in the playoffs. I have a similar situation here in this division. Um, it's a super stacked division, obviously, with the Seahawks the uh, Super Bowl finalists, the 49ers, and it's my sleeper team for the year, the Arizona Cardinals with adding DeAndre Hopkins. So I have the Seahawks going 14-2. and two. I think they're going to have an amazing season. Russell Wilson, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL every year. He's never had a losing season. 
And yeah, I think the Seahawks are going to be super good, especially getting Chris Carson back from that injury. They're going to have a fully healthy roster coming out next season. And yeah, the Seahawks going 14 and two, then in second place in the division, taking my first wild card spot in my prediction. I have the San Francisco 49ers going 12 and four. Like Tyler mentioned, I was about to mention this, that they lost Emmanuel Sanders and Debo Samuel is out. They don't have a very good wide receiving core at the moment. So that's why I have them going second in this division. Then I have the Arizona Cardinals going 11 and five. They're my sleeper team. DeAndre Hopkins, obviously a good addition. They drafted Isaiah Simmons, who's going to be great for them. I think that was probably the steal of the first round. And I have them going 11 and five. And then in last place in the division, I have the Los Angeles Rams going 5 and 11. Not much to say about them. They're just clearly the worst team in this division. Yeah, I mean, you have three teams over 10 wins. That's crazy. And the Rams being the worst team in this division, that's, I mean, that's crazy. Like I said, they went to the Super Bowl two years ago. I mean, they have a lot of talent, but I don't know if they'll be able to put it together and really be good in this division this year. Yeah, it's crazy to think about that they were just in the Super Bowl two years ago, and now I have them predicted, and many people probably have them predicted to be the worst team in their division, so it's weird. All right, so basically, I have a tie at the top. I have the Seattle Seahawks and the San Francisco 49ers both going 13-3, and and I have them splitting the season series. So I don't have a tiebreaker, but if I'm just going to have to choose one team, I'm going to choose the Seahawks just because I think they have the better all-around team right now. Russell Wilson, he's a top five QB every year. Jamal Adams adding to an already probably top 10 defense. Uh, he's going to have a huge impact for their team. The reason why I would choose the Seahawks over the 49ers right now, just because the 49ers have no wide receiving core. And yes, they do have a good offensive line for their run game, but I don't know if they're going to be able to run the ball like 40 times a game and win. Also, they lost to Forrest Buckner who uh, was very good for them last year. They did draft Javon Kinlaw, but no one knows if he's going to have an immediate impact. So he's someone to look out for. Behind both of those teams, I have the Arizona Cardinals barely missing out on the playoffs in a loaded NFC. I have them going 11-5. and I think that the Cardinals can surprise a lot of people. Kyler Murray had a very underrated season last year. He's only getting better. DeAndre Hopkins, he's a top three wide receiver, hands down, in the NFL. I think that if you add him to any team, he's going to produce, especially with a good QB, good upcoming QB, Kyler Murray. They've already been working out together, working on their chemistry. Um, Isaiah Simmons, I think, is the steal of the draft at uh, number nine overall pick by the Cardinals. He's He can play so many different positions on the defense. Chandler Jones is probably still the best outside linebacker or one of the best outside linebackers in the league. So I think that he'll help their defense a lot. So I think the Cardinals are going to go 11 and five. And then I have the Rams going six and 10. As Tyler said, it's crazy to think they were in the Super Bowl two years ago. They've just lost so many guys due to injuries and contract situations. They still have Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey, but I think it's up to Jared Goff because Jared Goff, he had a kind of a, he had a really good season in 2018 when they when they went to the Super Bowl, but last year he had a very underwhelming season. So I have the Rams not doing too well. Okay, uh, similarly to Andrew, I have the Seahawks and the 49ers both going 13-3, and three, but I have the Seahawks beating the 49ers in both games this year, so they will be winning the NFC West division. And then I have the Cardinals coming in somewhat close third going 10 and 6 and then I have the Rams winning anywhere from 4 to 6 games. A uh, really stacked division as we've all said. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch the 49ers Seahawks games, the Seahawks Cardinals games and all of those matchups between those three teams. 
So now we will move on to our Super Bowl prediction. Um, we will start with Dean on this one. Who is going to take home the Super Bowl this year? As we all know, the Chiefs took it home last year. Will they defend it, or who else will win it? Um, so in my playoff bracket, I have the Chiefs as the number two seed in the AFC. And I, like I said earlier in the podcast, I do think that they're the best team in the NFL, undisputably, until proven otherwise. So I have them going all the way as the two seed beating the Ravens in the AFC Championship. They're going to be playing my number one seed in the NFC, the Seattle Seahawks, Russell Wilson. I feel like he's sneakily underrated, but at the same time, he's perfectly rated. Russell Wilson is an amazing quarterback. They have a fully healthy squad now. And I'm going to have the Chiefs taking down the Seahawks. I'm going to have the Chiefs defending their title. Okay, Dean, I'm going to disagree with you here. In the AFC, I'm going to have my number one seed, the Baltimore Ravens, coming out of it. I think that they will beat the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. I think it's really interesting. I think Lamar Jackson has a little more experience now playing two postseason games. He hasn't won either of them, lost to the Chargers in his first game uh, in 2018 and the Titans last year, as we all saw. And uh, But I think that this is going to be really interesting because – I mean, if the if Lamar and the Ravens can play to their full t- potential, I don't see anyone beating them. So if they play to their full t- potential, I think they make it to the Super Bowl. And the NFC, I have the Seattle Seahawks making the Super Bowl, defeating the number one seed in the NFC for me. I think it's Seahawks-Ravens in the Super Bowl. I think that the Baltimore Ravens win this Super Bowl. And, yeah, I think it's going to be really interesting. I think it's a ve- it's very wide open this year. There are a lot of teams that could win it. But for me, I think it's Ravens-Seahawks, Ravens coming out on top. Okay, so for my Super Bowl prediction, I got the Chiefs going back-to-back. I mean, I think the Chiefs are kind of the Warriors of the uh, NFL. The Warriors, obviously, they were an extre- they were a dynasty. The Chiefs are a dynasty. They have the best QB in the game locked up for the rest of his career. They have the best wide receiving core by far, uh, the best receiving tight end. So that's just adding another wide receiver. Addition of Clyde Edwards-Elair. I mean, it's just the rich getting richer on offense. That I mean, they can put up unlimited points. I don't think there's a single defense that could consistently or could even hold them under like maybe 28, 30 points because that they just have so many good players. In terms of the NFC, I'm going to be completely honest. I think the NFC is super loaded. There are so many good teams like the Saints, the Seahawks, the Niners, the Cowboys, the Packers. There are so many teams that I think have a chance to make the Super Bowl. But one team that I think probably should have made it in recent years is the New Orleans Saints. So I'll be picking them to play the Chiefs. I think they lose in the Super Bowl to the Chiefs. But the Saints, they have Drew Brees, who's playing probably still like a top five QB in the NFL right now. They have one of the best wide receivers, Michael Thomas. They added Emmanuel Sanders, as I stated earlier, which is a huge part of their offense. I just don't think that their defense can be able to keep up with the Chiefs. But yet again, I don't think anyone can. So yeah, I got Chiefs beating Saints in the Super Bowl. Speaking of the Saints, I have the Saints winning the Super Bowl against the Kansas City Chiefs. After 11 years, I think Drew Brees is going to bring home a second Super Bowl to New Orleans. Uh, As we all know, the Saints have been cheated in the last three playoff runs, and uh, I think this year is going to be their breakthrough year. We all know against the Rams, that pass interference, no call. I just think they're done getting cheated. Michael Thomas is going to have another breakthrough season. Uh, Yeah, and I'm excited to see the Saints go and win the Super Bowl, in my opinion. They're doing it this year. Now we're going to move on to our shot clock segment. The question for today is, who is the most underrated quarterback in the NFL? Today we will start with Dean 24 seconds on the clock, starting now. 
So for my most underrated quarterback in the NFL, I'm going to go with Josh Allen of the Buffalo Bills. It is now his third season in the NFL, and in his sophomore season, he doubled the amount of touchdowns he scored with 20 and lessened the amount of interceptions he's thrown by three. Who's, uh, what's to say he's not going to do e- even better numbers? I think he has the best arm in the NFL over Patrick Mahomes, and I think he's super underrated. The Bills are underrated, and he's going to be the most underrated quarterback. Now we'll move to Tyler, 24 seconds on the clock, starting now. Okay, so for me, the most underrated quarterback in the NFL is Matthew Stafford. It seems like since he's entered the league, other than Calvin Johnson, the Lions have failed to surround him with good players, and so they've really never been good. So he really never being in the playoffs, people overlook him and just don't think anything about him. But I think he's a better quarterback than people think he is. I think that he deserves more credit, even though the Lions aren't going to be good anytime soon. Okay, now we will move on to Andrew. 24 seconds on the clock, starting now. Okay, I think Drew Locke is the most underrated QB in the NFL. Uh, he's not on the best team, the Denver Broncos, but I think that his he had, his raw talent and potential is really high. I think that he can definitely be... Uh, a top five QB in the next decade. He definitely has the arm strength. And if he works on his accuracy, he could definitely be a really good quarterback for the future on the Broncos. Okay, now Andrew will time me. Okay, Campbell, ready? Begin. So in my opinion, Daniel Jones is the most underrated quarterback in the NFL. A lot of people criticize Daniel Jones for the number of fumbles he had last year. But really, those fumbles weren't his fault. The Giants offensive linemen are really bad, and he has two seconds in the pocket. So in his throwing motion, he's getting hit so often that it's not his fault he's fumbling. Also, his wide receivers are not very talented. And Evan Ingram, I wouldn't call him one of the best tight ends in the league. So they still need more assets for Daniel Jones to really grow. That's all for today's episode. Follow us on Twitter at ATBuzzerPodcast and the platform you're listening on today to make sure you never miss another episode. See you next week at this time.